Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. to the Medlock Post radio show. This is where we educate, entertain, enlighten, and empower. The views and opinions on the Medlock Post radio show are those of the host and guests. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker.com, its corporations, affiliates, or any other podcast streaming services. And here is your host, Richard G. Medlock. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. This is Richard G. Medlock, your Friday host. Uh, this is Friday, folks. Time to be happy. All righty. This is the Medlock Post radio show on Friday, 
January, or excuse me, February 10th, 2023, episode 110, 110. Now, the title of our program today is Biden's Rule Book. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, through some connections, we were able to get a hold of Biden's rule book, how he operates. And we're going to get into that a little bit later as we lay out some things about how he operates. But, but I will read directly from his rule book to help you understand what he is doing and how he operates. Now, I'm doing it till later. The Secret Service might come knocking on my door any time now, folks. But anyway, uh, so hold on. Don't go anywhere today because we got a lot of things to cover, carry over from yesterday, and just jam-packed for Friday. But it's time to rock and roll, folks. Rock and roll for America. Stand for the red, white, and blue. Stand for it. Stand behind it. Support it. That's what it's all about. This fight for freedom is real. And we're winning. I said that at the end yesterday. We're winning, or else why would they be out there lying so much about everything? <clears throat> so we're at it today. Rasmussen poll came out this morning. Nearly half of voters expect war with China. Now, ladies and gentlemen, why? Why would they expect us to go to war with China? They, we didn't even have polls like this when Trump was president. Not until now. Under a weak leadership and administration by Biden and his crony Democratic Marxists, is China rattling its sabers at us. So... The, Half, almost half the voters expect war with China because they understand we have an administration that doesn't care. But it's interesting. Let's take it. Let's take the, uh, another approach here, and this is from Biden's own words. This was after the State of the Union uh, mess the other night, and. He was asked a question about China, and Biden says, quote, the idea that there was a dereliction of duty I think is, uh, it's a bizarre notion. China knows exactly what the deal is with us, unquote. He was asked another question. Have relations now between the U.S. and China taking a, taken a big hit? Biden, quote, no, no. Question, how do you know? Biden, I know I've talked to them. That was in a press conference after uh, the, the State of the Union. Oh, things haven't changed. No big deal. Oh, I've, I talked to them. They give me my marching orders. What more do you need to know? Okay. His words, folks, his words, asked by reporters, and he answers. Well, how, how do you know everything's okay with them? Well, I talk to them. They tell me. No problem. And another front, 
Russia is threatening Israel. They think Israel is going into Iran blowing up things. So they're doing this, Russia is, because America is weak. Now, we're going to get back. Yesterday I reported the big bombshell about the Nord Stream pipeline being blown up by, by the U.S. Navy under direction of Joe Biden. Well, there's not, still not a lot of information out there. But the, I found an article this morning. We'll get to that later, too. A little bit of report. Russia's firing back, folks. All right. I saw this article. Victor David Hansen. Love the guy. Great guy. Great American. Great common sense from him, just like Thomas Sowell and some others. But you know what? Before we get to him, let's do this. Ah, I feel good.
sounds fantastic in that. Great song, James Brown, I Feel Good. Actually, it's I've Got You, I Feel Good is the correct title. And his biggest hit, uh, again, a tribute to uh, black African-American artists, and there are so many of them. we got a few more to play. But let's rock and roll with that today, folks. Let's, I feel good. I don't care what's going on out there right now. I feel good. I feel good about America. It's still standing. We're going to work every day. We're taking care of our families despite what the government is trying to do to us. We will survive this, folks. Don't give up. Never give up on America. We're going to get there. All right, now, Victor David Hanson. The the title of this article is, (laughs) this is what caught my eye. And I, you know, when I saw it, and then I had several people send it to me. And I appreciate the fans out there that send me things, and and I wish we could get to everything, but we just can't. Uh, uh, The mess address. (laughs) This this was the title of this article, the mess address. Okay, (laughs) way to go, Mr. Hanson. All right, lay it on there. After listening to the State of the Union address, Americans know why the latest Reuters poll has President Joe Biden at 41% approval. Vice President Kamala Harris polls even lower, despite the obsequious efforts of the most biased media in history that has, in effect, merged with the Democratic Party. The nation was reminded again why only 37% of Biden's own party want him to rule or to run again. Only a quarter of Americans believe the country is headed in the right direction under his leadership. Uh, 66% thinks it's going in the wrong direction. Given all that, what could a president possibly tell a nation when he entered office inheriting a 1.4% inflation rate only to spike to 7%? At one point, it was 9%. How did Americans' 30-year mortgages of 2.7% soar to 6.5% in less than two years? How does a president explain that eggs climb to $7 a dozen or a thin steak hit $15 a pound or a sheet of plywood reach $95? How does a president explain to Americans that gas averaged 239 a gallon when he took office, and even after draining the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, it is still 350 a gallon, and recently spiked at $5 a gallon in many states. Can Biden explain why once affordable or even cheap natural gas more than tripled in less than a year? What can a president say when in his first two years over 5 million foreign nationals poured into the United States all illegally across a non-existent border? How could Biden explain the humiliation in Afghanistan, the draining of our arsenal of key weaponry, or the ability, excuse me, or the inability to take down a communist Chinese spy balloon when it's first brazenly floated across America, photographing military bases and missile sites as it crossed the entire United States with impunity. We know the answers to all these questions. 
Biden simply did on Tuesday in his State of the Union address what he always does, misinform, ignore, and attack. Now, this is part of Biden's rule book that Victor Davis Hanson is, is uh, uh, addressing here. Misinform after sending inflation, energy, and interest rates to astronomical rates and then seeing them momentarily taper off a bit, Biden declares that he lowered these indices that remain far higher than they were when he entered office. He brags of a low unemployment rate, but Biden never discloses the better indicator of the labor participation rate that has declined under his tenure or the fact that he inherited a growing economy naturally rebounding on autopilot from a disastrous two-year COVID lockdown. Ignore. Consider what he will never mention. China just violated international law and U.S. airspace. How did Beijing assume rightly that they, are so, that they so easily could get away with it? There's no southern border. Biden destroyed it. He green-lighted over 5 million illegal aliens to enter the United States without audit or legality, even as smuggled Mexican drugs kill 100,000 Americans each year. And that number is far higher than that. He never will, I, that's me saying that. He never will concede he stopped the building of the wall. He admits that he demonized innocent board, border patrol officers. He nullified the immigration laws. He swore to uphold. Remember we, we talked about the, the uh, uh, oath he took a few episodes ago, good oath. Biden ignores the $4 trillion he had borrowed in just two years to inflate the national debt. It's actually up to $5 million now. Now on its way to cover $32 trillion this year. <coughs> Excuse me. The middle class has bled 20 to 30% of their 401k retirement plans, representing years' worth of lost, hard-earned savings. Yet Biden promised hundreds of billions of dollars more in borrowing with no idea of how to pay back the already crushing national debt that will incur $450 billion just to service this year alone. Do you get that number? $450 billion just to cover the interest on the debt. He skipped over how he demolished U.S. deterrence abroad after the greatest humiliation in modern military history with the flight from Cabal and the abandonment of billions of dollars in military equipment that ended up in the hands of the Taliban in China and Russia. He never mentions that Russia went into Ukraine because Russian pres President Vladimir Putin saw no downside after this debacle in Afghanistan or that Biden's own inept remarks about not worrying over a Russian invasion of Ukraine if it just proved to be minor probably played some role. Now, attack. Remember, Biden comes to life only when he smears his enemies while calling for unity and bipartisanship. Only then his voice rises, his brow furrows, and his face reddens. He claims that the rich avoid paying their fair share, even as he knows that just 1% of the country pays over 40% 
of all income taxes. All right, let's stop right there and get to these numbers. 50% of, of wage earners pay 92, uh, excuse me, 96%, it's 96.7% of taxes, the top 50% of the earners. The 1% pays 42% of taxes. So again, these are all lies. They've been saying this for many, many years. The rich don't pay their fair share. Yeah, they do. It's the bottom half that pay only 3%. Biden somehow demagogued the lethal violence of black police officers against a black victim in Memphis into evidence of America's supposed racism. He smeared all law enforcement, even as inner-city violent and hate crime soared as never before. He utterly lied about Republicans demanding a sunsetting of Social Security and Medicare. He beat the dead horse of January 6th while insanely connecting it to the attack on Paul Pelosi. Despite the stacked Congressional Investigative Committee and the suppression of critical video evidence and email communications involving security lapses. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In sum, it was the same old, same old dishonest Biden, misinform, ignore, attack, and then call for unity as the country collectively slides into ruin. Thank you, Victor Davis Hanson. Misinform, ignore, and attack. Now, that's part of Biden's rule book. It's been that way for a long, long time, folks, and it's not stopping. But we're going to get to a point later on that's going to help you put everything into perspective alrighty I'm trying to find something where to go um, all right it was there yesterday all right well we'll go to something else because that sound bite's not sitting there anymore Neither is that one, and I don't know why. Beats me. I'm sitting here looking. I'm sorry, folks. I do apologize. 
All right. Maybe I did not upload them because normally they sit in here. That's all right. I got plenty to play. I got plenty to play. But let's um, – um, oh, I'm sorry uh, for this. Oh, I, I need to apologize to Akeem Jeffries. And you say, why do you need to apologize to him? Yesterday I referred to him as Ahmed Jeffries. And I, I do apologize for that. I got his name wrong. Apparently, according to psychologist, I subconsciously lied to you if you listened to yesterday's episode. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Now I am... Um, all right, I'm, re I'm retooling here, folks. All right, let's listen to this. I told you we're going to rock and roll this Friday. This is rock and roll day. All right, Aretha Franklin, respect. You know, I'm sitting up saying you guys are going to be singing this stuff all day long now after listening to this. You should be. All right, let's go back to President Biden. While a senator for Delaware introduced legislation to sunset, and I believe he used that word the other night in his speech, sunset, all federal programs, including Social Security and Medicare. 
Now, when did he start doing that? Folks, in 1975, he tried to get a bill passed requiring all federal programs to sunset after four years. While pushing the bill, Biden said it requires every program to be looked at freshly at least once every four years. Well, it should be looked at every every year during the budget time. But anyway, he goes on and says, the examination is not just for the increased cost of the program, but of the worthiness of the entire program. This was in 1975. Then he doubled down in the 90s, saying on the Senate floor that his bill would affect Social Security. When I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans' benefits. I meant every single solitary thing in the federal government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it a third time, and I tried it a fourth time. And he failed. This is the man that stood there the other night, and he said he went to Florida yesterday in front of senior citizens telling them the GOP is going to starve you to death. Well, that's not how he said it. Oh, they're going to cut Social Security and Medicare and all this stuff. They're going to make you eat dog food and all that. I mean, they've used those words in the past, folks, the Democratic Marxists. Folks, we're on a roll today. This is Friday, February 10th, 2023. Rose Wilder Lane. This is a great quote. I found this is among some of my stuff. I've had it for years. It got hidden away somewhere, and I found it. It popped up the other day. Rose Wilder Lane. Anyone who says economic security is a human right has been too much babied. While he babbles, other men are risking and losing their lives to protect him. They are fighting the sea, fighting the land, fighting disease and insects and weather and space and time for him while he chatters that all men have a right to security and that some pagan god, society, the state, the government, the commune must give it to them. Let the fighting men stop fighting this inhuman earth for one hour, and he will learn how much security there is, unquote. Rose Wilder Lane. You're not guaranteed a thing. You want something, you get out there and work for it. There was a report came out yesterday talking about unemployment and all these people that don't want to work. There are people that are finally figuring out, wait a minute, this isn't what I want. I don't want to be taken care of by the government and being told what I can and can't do. There are people saying, hey, I want to go back to work. I want my human dignity back. I want my self-worth back. Well, you see what's happening, folks? We're winning this, this war. Do not give up. All right, now I'm going to do that. I promised yesterday we're going to do this. Black History Month. I, it is amazing, folks. I've never done this much, this much research into Black History Month. I am amazed. I am amazed at all the good things. I mean, seriously, I knew there was a lot of good things done, and they didn't get any credit for it. 
But I, it's just, to me, it's mind-boggling. And, and I'll sit there and tell you, I just really wasn't that aware of so many things. This, this is why we have to ask questions. We have to be inquisitive. Wait a minute, Black History Month. What is, what's it all about? What's going on here? Who are the heroes? Heroes. Now, Black History Month. Remember yesterday I, I talked about this. The earliest evidence of African Americans as cattle herders or cowboys in North America can be traced back to colonial South Carolina where stock grazers from what is now Senegal in West Africa were specifically brought to that colony because of their unique skills. They were not, not brought in as slaves. They were brought in to help the colonists do what is right with their, their herds. And these, the, these men, or women, probably men, in Africa knew how to do it. So they were a resource that was brought in. Now there are five, there's more than five, but I'm going to highlight five African-American cowboys who shaped the American West. I read the story about Deerfield, Colorado the other day. Blacks had a significant role in developing the Western United States. When we think about the Wild West, most of us probably think about the scenes we've seen depicted in a John Wayne film. There's a noticeable lack of diversity in nearly every Western film, from the ranchers and cowhands to the villainous outlaws. But in the real Old West, it's estimated that a quarter of all cowboys were African-American. Go check your history books. Maybe. They just, they just got shoved off to the side. The truth is, black people were just as present as rodeo performers and in Wild West shows as any white cowboy, roping steer and, roping steer and working on cattle drives. So it's unfortunate that there is such a lack of representation in pop culture when it was such a big part of African-American history. And as our caller said the other day, it's American history. One of the few depictions of black cowboys in Hollywood was in the miniseries Lonesome Dove. Danny Glover's character, Deets, was based on a real Texas cowboy named Bose Eichert. Eichert joined Charles Goodnight and Oliver Loving on the historic cattle drive back in the late 1800s. Country singer-songwriter Dom Fleming's Album Black Cowboys share songs and stories of African-American cowboys. I need to go find some of those songs, don't I, and play them. Quote, you have been coming from slavery and emancipation, and then through their hard work and perseverance, in spite of the obstacles they had, they were able to create a new social order that still influences us to this day, Flemings told NPR in 2019. You see, this is the point I've been trying to make. Despite being a slave, despite the color of their skin, despite obstacles that were put in front of them, despite harassments and other things that went on, they overcame that. They went out and worked hard and contributed to society, and they became what they wanted to become. 
They overcame the obstacles. They didn't sit around waiting for anybody to give them anything. They went out, and, and as Rose Wilder Lane said, let me get that quote. Um, where'd it go? Oh, it's right here. Um, uh, 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 they are fighting the sea, fighting the land, fighting disease and insects and weather and space and time for him. Okay. While other people chatted, please give me, please give me, please give me. Now, folks, being a cowboy is hard work. It is hard work. Being a farmer is hard work, especially in those days. There were no comforts. You were out on the range, folks. All right. So here are five historic black cowboys who helped shape the American West, which helped shape America. John Ware, W-A-R-E. Ware was born into slavery in South Carolina, but moved to Texas after the Civil War. There he learned all the skills needed to become a cowboy. He worked on cattle drives from Texas all the way up to Canada and even helped boost the ranching industry in Alberta. Not only did he have his own ranch, but he also wooed crowds by performing in the Calgary Stampede. It's been rumored that he was never thrown from a horse. He became one of the most respected men on the Canadian frontier. And the Canadian Stampede, folks, is, is the top of rodeos. We were going to go one year, and we lived out west, and, and something came up, and we couldn't get up to it. But we'd have friends that go up there to the Calgary Stampede. You see, he was born a slave, became a ranch owner, and well-respected in what he did. Number two, Bass Reeves. Reeves was not only a lawman, but he was the first black deputy U.S. Marshal west of the Mississippi. Throughout Arkansas and the Oklahoma Territory, he apprehended over 3,000 criminals. He was born into slavery in Arkansas and gained his freedom during the Civil War. He was first recruited as a deputy due to his familiarity with the Indian Territory and the ability to speak multiple Indian languages. He became one of the most valued deputies in the Indian Territory during his 32-year career in the 19th century. Now, folks, there are some people believe that the character of the Lone Ranger was based after Bass Reeves. That's just, I've heard that several times. But I mean, 3,000 criminals? Multiple Indian languages? He did what he wanted to do. He got his freedom, and he used the best of it. Now, you've heard this name. I just mentioned it earlier. Bose Eichert. It's I-K-A-R-D. He is best known for participating in the cattle drives on the Good Night Loving Trail, which ran from Texas all the way up to Colorado and Wyoming. He grew up in Mississippi, but after the Civil War, he found work as a ranch hand. His incredible life inspired the character of Dietz 
in Larry McMurtry's novel, Lonesome Dove, which gives a closer look at the cattle industry at the time. Heroes, folks. All right, Nate Love. Nate Love was a former slave, former slave, who became one of the most prominent black men in the West. Love grew up in Tennessee, where he learned how to read and discovered that he really had a gift for horses. He traveled to Dodge City, Kansas, when he was a teenager and found cowboy work on cattle drives. He became a crack shot out in the, on the trail and earned his original nickname, Red River Dick. He later found himself in Deadwood, where he won a rodeo competition, which earned him a new nickname, Deadwood Dick. Okay, and I don't know where the dick came from, but Nathan or Nate Love. So he might have had another name in there or something. I don't know. But see, folks, they discovered themselves, their human dignity after slavery, and went on to great things. Who did they rely on? Themselves, their own talent. They discovered it, discovered he had a really good gift with horses. And, folks, that's a gift. My, horse, my wife is a horse person. She, grows, she used to ride in rodeos. She doesn't like to talk about it, but she did. She loves horses. Bill Pickett is one of the most legendary black rodeo performers of all time. He actually invented the bulldogging technique, which became known as steer wrestling. Outside of his reputation as a bulldogger, Pickett traveled the world performing with Miller Brothers 101 Wild Ranch Show alongside the likes of Buffalo Bill, Will Rogers, Tom Mix, and Lucille Muhal. He posthumously became the first black cowboy honored in the National Rodeo Hall of Fame. Folks, and there is, I, I, I don't have it. I've got to pull up, do it another show, and I'll play a soundbite. A gentleman went out. He was like, he was, he was in, um, and this might be him. No, it's not him. But, but he developed, he went into the rodeos, and he saw that, that the other black cowboys were not being judged fairly in their competition. So he went into, um, um, ah, just lost the name. Um, hog, uh, hog tying. Where you chase the the uh, cow out, rope it, and pull it down, and it was a time thing. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And he did that and became a champion. And then he went out and started a black rodeo and then brought in Hispanics and Indians, and now whites are included. And his family is running it today. I think he's still alive. i got to go back and pull that up and get the sound bite and do that on another show. So you see, folks, look, at th these are things that should be inspiring to us as human beings, no matter what color our skin. Create your own destiny. 
Understand your talents. Do it. Find out what you want to do, and and find a way to do it. And none of this, or the one thing that just I just went through, it took hard work. Everything you look at that is a success took hard work. Okay, let's. Um, what do I want to do here now? Let's do, let's play this. Play, play, click, click. It's Friday, February 10th, and we're rocking. God bless America. Where else on this earth could former slaves go out and become successful like they have in America? Many of these slaves, once they were freed, went out and created a lot of things. Many stayed as farmers. Others went out and and 
went to school, they learned how to read, got educated, became doctors and scientists, and on and so forth. Where else on earth could that have happened? America. That's where it happens. Here's some quotes from Rosa Parks. I believe we are here on the planet Earth to live, grow up, and do what we can to make this world a better place for all people to enjoy freedom. That's a good goal, isn't it? As a child, I learned from the Bible to trust in God and not be afraid. And I felt the Lord would give me the strength to endure whatever I had to face. God did away with all my fear. Truth, right there. Truth. You want truth? Turn to God. That's where you will find the truth that you need to apply to your life to make it worthwhile and to put away your fears. This is from Rosa Parks. To bring about change, you must not be afraid to take the first step. We will fail when we fail to try. This applies to anything in life, whether it's overcoming adversity or jobs or whatever. You've got to put that step forward. And what I, I used to say in my leadership classes, you got to stick your neck out, folks. And I had one person say, well, you know, I stuck my neck out one time. I had my head cut off. He's talking about a business failure. And I says, well, look at you now. I says, you got a new neck and a new head. What are you doing with it now? If you don't stick it out, nothing's going to happen. You must never, never be fearful about what you are doing when it is right. Now, how do you know when it's right? If you follow God, you know it will be right. He will guide you. That little spirit whispers to you if it's right or wrong. You just listen to it. That's right. All right, we're, we're on a roll here today. Let, let's, let's go back, since my other songs aren't put in here, let's go back to Otis Redding. Watching the ship roll in And I watch them roll away again Sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Sitting on the dock of the bay Sitting on the dock of the bay I left my Watching the tide 
Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay. I, I, you're getting a taste of um, the music I listen to, folks. <laughs> we, um, I'm from the good time, the good music era, 50s, 60s, and 70s, and some 80s. Folks, it's just uh, it's Rock and Roll Friday. We love it. Now, folks, Russia warns U.S. after allegations of pipeline attack. Sergei Ribkov, Russia's deputy foreign minister, blamed the U.S. on Thursday for explosions in the Nord Stream gas pipelines in September. He then warned of consequences, according to Newsweek. The accusation stemmed from a report written by American journalist Seymour Hirsch of Substack, which we covered yesterday, which claimed the U.S. played a role in damaging the gas transportation network. Hirsch's report asserted that President Joe Biden was behind the attack. The Biden administration on Wednesday adamantly denied Hirsch's claims. The White House refuted the claims as utterly false and complete fiction, according to Newsmax. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you believe that? Okay, think about it. Yabkov said the publication confirmed a conclusion we made for ourselves. The official representative of the foreign ministry said yesterday that we never had any doubts that the United States, possibly other NATO countries, were involved. Well, we know Norway because they dropped the buoy, according to the report, they dropped the buoy that had the signal that set off the, the charges. Yabkov said there, is, there will be consequences, but he did not elaborate. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov also blamed the U.S. for the attack during an interview last week with State TV. He cited comments by Victoria Newland, U.S. Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs, during a Senate hearing in January. After the attack, a Swedish investigation concluded that detonations were the cause. At that time, Biden said it was a deliberate act of sabotage without blaming anyone. Well, how did he know that? During the January hearings, Newland entered into a line of questioning with Senator Ted Cruz, Republican Texas, about whether sanctions against Nord Stream 2 pipeline could have prevented the invasion of Ukraine. Her answer is this, like you, I am, and I think the administration is, very grateful to know that Nord Stream 2 is now, as you like to say, a hunk of metal at the bottom of the sea. That was Newland, Under Secretary of State. According to Newsweek, the comment implied that the Biden administration was happy pipeline was unable to be used. The U.S. opposed the pipeline because Europe would then rely on Russia for energy. Russia completed the project just before its invasion of Ukraine, which, folks, Joe Biden gave the approval for. He signed the permit after he shut down the Keystone Pipeline here in the United States. Lavrov said Newland's words were essentially a confession. 
A representative from the State Department tells Newsmax that the allegations are preposterous and just another desperate attempt to deflect from the war. The State Department official said the United States was not involved in any way and will continue to work with allies and partners to get to the bottom of what happened. Well, that's deflection right there. The official said that these pipelines weren't pumping natural gas into Europe at the time. Nord Stream 2 was never operational. Nord Stream 1 had been shot, shut down for weeks because of Russia's weaponization of energy. Get this, folks. All righty. But Russia's talking, or Biden's talking to Putin, so there's no problem here, right, folks? All right, now we're here. We're, we have arrived at Biden's rule book. So we're going to go through some of these rules. There's quite a few that I want you to hear. They're all short. They're not long. <clears throat> First one, if you repeat a lie often enough, people will believe it, and you will even come to believe it yourself. A lie once told once remains a lie, but a lie told a thousand times becomes the truth. Propaganda works best when those who are being manipulated are confident that they are acting on their own free will. These are, these are, this is from Biden's rule book. There was a point in seeking to convert the intellectuals, for intellectuals would never be converted and would anyway always yield to the uh, stronger, and this will always be the man in the street. Arguments must therefore be crude, clear, forcible, and appeal to emotions and instincts, not the intellect. Truth was unimportant and entirely subordinate to tactics and psychology. Did you get that? Don't go after the smart people. Go after the, the middle class, what they consider the dumb people, the, the, the ordinary people that Obama called them. And be crude, clear, and forcible. Appeal to emotion and instincts. Well, they've done that. They've got people ruling and thinking on emotions and not common sense. Think of the press as a great keyboard on which the government can play. Oh, really? Yes. Send out the templates and let them read them. The great keyboard. This is the secret of propaganda. Those who are to be persuaded by it should be completely immersed in the ideas of the propaganda without ever noticing that they are being immersed in it. So it's a slow process, folks. Slow process. Propaganda must facilitate the displacement of aggression by specifying the targets for hatred, i.e. skin color, earnings, rich, poor, on and on. White, I mean, the, the whites are under total attack right now. Let me read this again. Pro, propaganda must facilitate the displacement of aggression by specifying the targets for hatred. I think Obama has targeted the Republicans for hatred. Wouldn't you agree? I do. The rank and file are usually much more primitive 
<laughs> than we imagine. Propaganda must therefore always be essentially simple and repetitious. We're seeing all this, aren't we, folks? Not every item of news should be published. Rather, must those who control news policies endeavor to make every item of, of news serve a certain purpose? Hmm. Let's not. Let's. let's the, the Hunter laptop is uh, a, a Russian disinformation. Um, oh, let's not report the classified documents from 1974 when Biden was senator. Did, did you hear what he said about that? Oh, he says those those are just stray papers. No, Joe, they were they're classified documents. The FBI has already proven that from 1974. The most brilliant propagandist technique will yield no success unless one fundamental principle is born in mind constantly. It must confine itself to a few points and repeat them over and over. Trump is bad. 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 How many times did we hear that? It is the absolute right of the state to supervise the formation of public opinion. Take away their ability to think, tell them what to think, and they've done that through the education system. It is the absolute right of the state to supervise the formation of public opinion. It would not be impossible to prove with sufficient repetition and a psychological understanding of the people concerned that a square is in fact a circle. They are mere words, and words can be molded until they clothe ideas and disguise. Remember, I have to go back and talk about 2 plus 2 equals 5. Oh, the majority believe 2 plus 2 equals 5, so that's the truth. That's what they're doing here, folks. A square is, in fact, a circle. It's just words. Words can be molded until they clothe ideas and disguise. The essence of propaganda consists in winning people over to an idea so sincerely, so vitally, that in the, in the end, they succumb to it utterly and can never escape from it. We are seeing that today in America, being fully, this has fully come to circle. People are so succumbed to these bad ideas, to these propaganda, that they wouldn't know truth if it smacked them upside the head. We see it on college campuses. We see it in the streets, in, in the uh, other school systems. They're indoctrinated. They've, they're being taught to hate America, to hate the Constitution, to hate the Founding Fathers, to hate white people. We, back to his book, Book of Rules. We shall reach our goal when we have the power to laugh as we destroy, as we smash, whatever was sacred to us as traditional, as education, as, as human affection. 
yeah, the, laugh. They're doing that now, folks. And and going back to previous ones, for coming to this utterly uh, crap uh, abortion. Oh, it's a natural right. It's a woman's right. It's my body. I can do what I want to. All right. Whoever can conquer the street will one day conquer the state. For every form of power politics and any dictatorship-run state has its roots in the street. The masses need something that will give them a thrill of horror. Every age that has historical status is governed by aristocracies. Aristocracy with the meaning. The best are ruling. Peoples do never govern themselves. That lunacy was concocted by liberalism. Behind its people's sovereignty, the slyest cheaters are hiding, who don't want to be recognized. You see this? The elite will rule everybody else. They're the ordinary people, and as Obama says, succumb to the greater good. If the people should ever come when we must go, if someday we are compelled to leave the scene of history, we will slam the door so hard that the universe will shake and mankind will stand back in stupefaction. We're seeing some of that today, folks. Think about it. There is no need for propaganda to be rich in intellectual context. Dumb them down, folks. Dumb them down. Good propaganda does not need to lie. Indeed, it may not lie. It has no reason to fear the truth. It is a mistake to believe that people cannot take the truth. They can. It is only a matter of presenting the truth to people in a way that they will be able to understand. A propaganda that lies proves that it has a bad cause. It cannot be successful in the long run. So mix truth with lies and you got them. There will come a day when all the lies will collapse under their own weight and truth will again triumph. All right, folks, I misled you. I told you this was Biden's rule book. And in, and in many ways, it is. But every one of these things that I read were quotes from Joseph Goebbels, the minister of propaganda in Nazi Germany. But every one of these is being played out in front of us today by the democratic Marxists and the mainstream media. Every one of these, except it, it hasn't collapsed yet. But truth will triumph here. So Secret Service, go away. I, I didn't steal any of Biden's books, which why would it matter? He steals classified documents and takes them home and shares them with whoever he wants. So the, the, the point is here, folks, and I, I guess I went a roundabout way to get there was that the, the State of the Union the other night, on, on Twitter, you've got 
Biden and Pelosi and Schumer and Jeffries and and Harris and all these other administrative officials on Twitter because it's free now. You can put up there what you want. They're out there saying everything's honky-dory. Look what we've done. We're fighting hard for the, the little guy and on and on and on. And guess what, folks? You go back to to the first one here, where it says a lie. Uh, if if you repeat a lie often enough, people will believe it, and you will even come to believe it yourself. Well, folks, that's falling apart on the Biden administration. Their lives are collapsing under the weight of what they're doing to the American people and their pocketbooks and their families and their jobs and their religion and everything else. Truth will triumph here, folks. Americans are not uh, buying what the Biden administration is selling right now because they're in the real world. The Bidens are in an alternate universe. Don't give up this fight, folks. Scream and yell it. Yell the truth. Get it out there. We're not buying it now, Mr. Biden. You can follow these rules all you want, and you can move your mouth all you want. But we're not going to listen to you. You lie. You and your whole administration and all you Marxists and all you globalists. This is your playbook, and we don't buy it anymore. We don't buy the mainstream media. We don't buy movies. Look at what they did at the Grammys. You think people sat there and enjoyed that? No. People turned it off, that thing about Satan. People turned it off. We don't want that. We want to do away with evil. We want the good. We want we want good times. We want America to be America. We want the Constitution to be the rule of law. They're having to lie because they're losing and they know it. Thank you. 
Continue to bless us. He's like that mother hen in the scriptures that described it, and they are, and his wings are outspread, waiting for us to come to him, so he can bless us. But we've got to turn to him. One more sound bite. Dear President Obama, we, the people, have stated resolutely we reject your vision for our country. You claim you have not heard us. We, the people, have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us. Since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come. Our greatest treasure is freedom, the absence of restraints on our ability to think and to act. The corollary of freedom is individual responsibility. 
We believe in the power of the individual. A few years ago, President Bush said, history moves toward freedom because the desire for freedom is written in every human heart. Let us add that we will preserve it only as long as devotion to freedom is expressed in the heart of our action. When President Lincoln dedicated Gettysburg National Cemetery, he declared, it is for us, the living, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus so nobly advanced. That unfinished cause for which our soldiers willingly go to battle and for which so many have given their lives is a free United States of America. It has been nearly 150 years and the work President Lincoln spoke of is not finished. In fact, that work will never be finished. Freedom is the capacity for self-determination. It is not an entity, but a condition, and conditions change. Freedom can expand, yet so can it contract. You promised change when you took office, Mr. President, but subjugation is not change we wanted or will accept. You have expanded government, violated our Constitution, confounded laws, seized private industry, destroyed jobs, perverted our economy, curtailed free speech, corrupted our currency, weakened our national security, and endangered our sovereignty. By compromising our nation's cultural, legal, and economic institutions, you are ensuring that our children will never achieve the same quality of life as we enjoy today. Through generational theft, you are robbing the unborn of opportunity. This is not acceptable, not in America. We did not become a strong nation through hope, but rather through self-reliance. No one better understands the relationship between individual achievement, dignity, and strength than our armed forces. Through every war, our soldiers have held this nation's destiny in their hands. They have not failed us. They cherish freedom enough that they are willing to die for it. Our duty to them and to ourselves is to treasure freedom enough to live up to it. We accept the challenge, Mr. President. That is why we are assembling across the land to deliver our message to you as often and in every way we can. Dismiss us at your political peril. Our great nation is a republic. We will not accept tyranny under any guise. Your policy to redistribute the fruits of our labor is statism and will not be tolerated. By our honor, Mr. President, we vow forever to resist coercive government in America. Patriots will not stand silent as you attempt to dismantle the greatest nation on earth. We, the people, will defend our liberty. We will protect our beloved country, and America's exceptionalism will prevail. God bless the United States of America. Sincerely, we, the people. By our honor, by our honor, ladies and gentlemen, we continue to stand with the red, white, and blue. Thomas Jefferson said, a wise and a frugal government 
which shall refrain men from injuring one another, shall leave them otherwise free to regulate their own pursuits of industry and improvement, and shall not take from the mouth of labor the bread it has earned. Leave it to the people. He further went on and stated, the spirit of resistance to government is so valuable on certain occasions that I wish it to always be kept alive. Resist the spirit of resistance to government. He will, it will often be exercised when wrong, but better so than not to be exercised at all. I like a little rebellion now and then. It is like a storm in the atmosphere." Unquote. Thomas Jefferson. Ladies and gentlemen, by our honor, let's be that storm in the atmosphere that Thomas Jefferson is talking about. The spirit of resistance to government, to keep our own fruits of our labor, that it's ours. We earned it. Hard work. And don't give it away. We are here to protect and defend and promote America. And by our honor, we will do that. And that, folks, is the, radio po the Medlock Post radio show for today. May God bless you, and may God bless America and all our efforts to remain free and a constitutional republic. Have a great day and a great weekend. Goodbye.